Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of Trender Galactic Planetary. Trender Galactic Planetary. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was what I was trying to do. Did you ever hear uh, Kill the Children? That was like the thing that I said. No. It oh, is said, that, that's like, what they're saying? Intergalactic Kill the Children. It's like one of those auditory things where people are like, it could either be intergalactic planetary or intergalactic kill the children. Oh, like Green Needle, that yeah. sort of thing. And like huh. you kind of have to really want it to be kill the children. But like when you listen to it enough, you're like, it's planetary, but I get it. Damn. That's one of my kids' favorite songs. I wonder if they have a lot of questions about why I'm playing it for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I am Jack. You are Miles. Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 and yep, yep. it is... Two, 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 yep. two, twenty-two, twenty-two. <laughs> a couple, couple extra twos there, yeah, but What's it the, is one of those. Two, 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 two. Ah, uh, um, yeah. Two, yeah. two, 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 two. Uh, the palindrome day, and it's also a Tuesday. I mean, come on. Ah, shit. How did nobody How foresee did we this? Get so lucky. <laughs> is my first question. <laughs> That's what I wake Ow. up every morning, look at the ceiling, and ask myself with a smile on my face. God, um, I hope the numbers match up, and then I'll <laughs> then my terrible existence will be uh, fully finally. justified. All right. Well, Britney, uh, Britney Spears, also trending, yeah. uh, is getting her tell-all book. Uh, you know, so appropriately for the two-two-two-two-two. Day mm-hmm. because Britney is, according to Jamie Lynn Spears, the second most talented member of her family. I don't know if you were, if you saw that quote, but did uh, she really say that? She wrote in a book that many people told her that you know they had different voices, but it it was like wild because you could like see the tone of the person like telling her in a way, <laughs> such a way to like kind of save her feelings, spare her feelings. But like right. she took it as like you know a lot of people say we're exactly as talented i just like have a different voice like mine mm-hmm. hers mm-hmm. is more like powerful which mm-hmm. also not a thing that like mm-hmm. britney's voice has been accused of typically um and mine's like more i don't i forget how she described it but it was like it, their voices are different you know is is how somebody right. was saying it to her um but anyways Very uh a lot of britney, people tell me uh-huh. <laughs> a lot of people are saying because they don't want to be around your ass when <laughs> reality hits <laughs> Um, so Brittany got a book deal of her own um, Love it. and Great. I was surprised as anyone to find out it was for more than Jamie Lynn Spears's book deal. Oh, um, but I thought she's, if she's second fiddle, right. Certainly the, the sum would be smaller as well. No? Yeah. But maybe it's like now you can hear someone talk about what it's like to be Jamie Lynn Spears's sister. Um, right, right. Got it. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, she signed a 15, 15, I'm having trouble with numbers today. I think okay. it's the two, 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 yeah. two day, uh, $15 million deal. Uh, so hashtag free Brit continues. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what, what we learn. Hopefully it's um, a good book. Better yeah. be good. Better, better do more sales in the Bible. I mean, at least I think, I think it can. Yeah. Uh, Arbery is, uh, trending because the three men in the Ahmad Arbery murder were charged with hate crimes. Yeah. It was, um, uh, the, their, their, uh, his family and the attorneys were like, 
we really need we're really wanting to center like race and racism as a critical element of this case and fought hard for that uh and this mostly white jury they said yeah uh what did it for you oh oh when the attorney showed us all of the racist social media posts that these people have been uh, engaging in over the years felt like yeah hmm. there was a this killing was motivated by racial animus uh so uh glad to see you know uh that element of the case be you know pretty open and closed but again uh he, his life was needlessly taken because of these three racists and their insistence that they were just doing the right thing by killing an unarmed man who they thought right. uh, has been stealing stuff chasing down and killing yeah yeah just um, jogging and yeah. i think that's what's really the the ugh, man that that his just that the the wild thing about that whole thing was that you'll read a lot of articles are like and you know the case was going one way until a video leaked of the murder right and the case was going no way it was nobody was getting anything yeah it was yeah. effectively going to be like just blowing off in the wind like yeah. a forgotten memory and it was the the year of people needing to see horrible acts of violent racism being committed on tape uh for for things to change and i think that's like for all that for all the time it took you're like oh my god but you know a bit of justice and i hope a bit of peace and solace for his family yeah russia is trending uh yeah. this, you know people come to the daily zeitgeist to find out about our takes on international relations mm -hmm. um and I got a spicy one, folks. Uh, no, I actually don't know. Shit about <laughs> I'm this like story. Cardi B, where I go. <laughs> hey, I'm not really feeling either side on this one. <laughs> Did you see that tweet going viral? No. <laughs> the Hill, of course, because of their conservative bend, they have a fucking headline where it's like Cardi B doesn't, you know, uh, weighs in on the like you, the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, and it's like I'm not really signing with NATO or Russia, and you're like, you know what? Fair. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I mean, this is this is one of those very like a story that has it depends on who you're listening to and at what point they choose to acknowledge history. Some people might tell you that an invasion started today. Right. Other people would say it started in 2014. Other people said that the writing on the wall with how the you know Soviet Union became Russia has a lot to do with America's you know insistence on like helping uh, certain presidents uh, with their with their aims in Russia. Um, but I think one thing is clear: uh, for whatever reason, the the United States has had to massively center themselves uh, in in this conflict. Uh, when some people are like, hmm, this. Okay, I get that Russia is obviously the like de, de facto default enemy for all things foreign policy in the U.S. And also, just in general, you know, they're they're the the slant of the U United States with you know, with President Biden is sort of saying stuff like, you know, they that they have to respect the sanctity of these nations and these borders, et cetera. Uh, you know, terms and conditions may apply depending on who's violating borders, <laughs> but that's I think another yeah. thing that makes this whole like talk of who is more righteous so chaotic um but what is clear is that the people of ukraine do not deserve to be thrown into more conflict because of you know putin looking at uh essentially like he said in his speech that like going back centuries to sort of argue with the fact that you know ukraine doesn't really have a right to exist as they see it with their borders so that's kind of what we're addressing 
these people have suffered tremendously over the last eight years. Uh, and I think it, it the, the thing that really uh, gives me like goosebumps is like hearing like just any type of account from Ukrainian people who are just saying like, I, I'd like, I'm not going to leave if my country is going to be, if I'm going to have to fight for my country, like I will not leave. And they're like, I'm just a accountant or a person who like is a cook at a hotel or whatever. Um, and the human cost of it, I think is what is completely absent with a lot of the media coverage because most of it, like, especially if you watch the U S he's like, Oh, oh, oh. Right. he's about, Oh, he's going to do oh boy. He's right. about to, inv- he, ah, like really trying to get people uh, fully on board with, like armed conflict. Now, obviously the U S isn't going to be directly take up arms against Russia. As they've said, that would basically be world war three and they're not interested in that. Um, but you know, like what, what are the paths to this diplomacy? And I think that's the biggest question mark. Most people have is like, are they trying to work out some kind of secret deal? Like while all of this blustering is happening or, is this just another opportunity for the military industrial complex to be like, here's a little conflict. Here's a little war. Here's a little get spicy beak nugget. Sweat, little beak sweat. You want to get my beak wet on that thing real quick. Yeah. Um, I mean, the military industrial complex is big business, like probably the biggest in America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a definitely very, very like harrowing. It's a, it's a very tense moment. Um, and right now the U S and the, you know, the allies uh, and other EU nations are basically moving forward with sanctions. You know, a lot of Ukrainian people have been like, yeah, can you actually have sanctions that like target, like the people who have a lot of the decision-making power, uh, like, and go after their wealth because a lot of the, you know, a lot of foreign policy people are like, well, you know, if you go after the oligarchs who basically help prop Putin up, if you go after their, like, financial well-being that might demotivate them to be so on board with everything he's doing but i don't know it's i mean when you when you see any clip of news from russia it's clear that they're very much trying to prepare their populace for war under the pretext of like intervening against an aggressive ukraine uh but also i think you know that for from i think the russian the way vladimir putin looks at things is he doesn't want more NATO aligned nations along his border that scares him infinitely. Um, and now it seems like this is probably even freakier for him because his, like for all of the shit that's been going on, there's been more of, you know, these Western nations like uniting uh, for good or bad, but yeah. Yeah. And there, has there been like a false flag attack basically? There've been a few, I mean, there, there's, it, it all depends on, you know, the, there was reports of like shelling happening in this area, but they're saying like, I don't, this doesn't look like it has the markings of uh, like Ukrainian aggression. There was like a car bomb that went off there. They've definitely been trying with things here or there, but a lot of reporting has sort of been able to kind of clearly point to like many conflicting reports, which tends to have the, the mark of, of that kind of acceleration propaganda type shit. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. 
and uh, Hank the Tank is trending. This is a 500-pound bear uh, in the process of ransacking a California community. Hey, let's, let's pivot off NATO expansionism real hey, quick. I'm glad, I'm glad that ad break was in there. Love it. Yeah, rather than the regular show. <laughs> All right, back to Hank the Tank. Uh, yeah, that's uh, this would come at the end of a local news broadcast. And Yeah, oh, right. Hank the Tank. Uh, oh, look at this guy. You know guy. who else is going to be uh, bracing themselves for higher fuel costs? Not just the Western <laughs> countries. Hank the Tank. He's going to hey. have to brace himself for a whole new reality. Hey, speaking of a bear, am I right? Uh, hey. Don't yeah, poke the bear. Um, Putin did this... uh, yeah, evoke the Russian bear, I believe, in his speech also. So, that's so what, what's, what's Hank the Tank doing that's so Dude, so this bad? bear is like a just mammoth fucking black bear who's so overweight because it's just been like subsisting off a diet of human food. Right. And so it's getting bigger than like would naturally happen, I think. The pictures of it, it looks like a bear who doesn't know how to not break into people's houses for food. And that's <laughs> what's happening. Like every week there's been like in like California news, people are like, dude, he's back at it again. Busts into another place uh, with like another house to get food. And they're just saying like, because the bear has gotten so used to it, like it's, it's, it's programming is now saying enter home for food. No such thing as being afraid of humans because you yeah. got to secure that bag. The, the New York Times tweet, uh, paintballs, beanbags, sirens, and tasers cannot keep the 500-pound animal from seeking leftover pizza and other food. Um, wow, it sounds like them talking about uh, like a worker uprising asking for <laughs> equality. Right. <laughs> Just for this little leftover pizza that they want. We get it, Bear. Right. Here's some taser. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they, you know, what do you do? You Like, are they the talks around you destroy the bear now or are you just kind of like man we just got to respect that we did this to him yeah you know i mean maybe build a fake his, cabin yeah. with an all-you-can-eat buffet in it and he'll just stay over there there you go just Boom, uh, lots of old pizza send all the old pizzas to hank the tank's place u.s soccer and women's players uh have agreed to settle an equal pay lawsuit yeah so this has been going on for a little while a long um, time, I think. Yeah. Most people go, how much How much do the men's national team players get paid a game? Huh. What about uh, What about the women's team? Oh, a fraction of that? Okay, hmm. that's, uh, who's that's better, not good. Yeah. Right. How many stars uh, does the U.S. men's national team have above their crest? Oh, fucking none. Okay, and how about the U.S.? Okay, so many that you lost track? Okay, that, okay, okay, I see that. Um, but yeah, really monumental uh for you know just in general like as far as pay equity goes uh in sports the way it works is they they the suit is like a settlement for i believe like 22 or 24 million but then that it goes to back pay uh for some players and then they also want to put 2 million aside because you know part of a thing that you know this is all part of like a new agreement that they're that they're negotiating with the uh, US soccer um is that they also want to have like a fund available to retired players that whatever their post career goals or charitable efforts are that they could apply for like a $50,000 to help, you know, take set off that next sort of moment for their careers. Um, so, you know, uh, we will see what, what it means like at the very end, because they still need to like ratify like a new collective bargaining agreement. And this is sort of the path to that moment. Um, so 
I think they have like until like a memoranda of understanding or something until March uh, to figure that out. Are the men's players like backing this and being supportive of the women's players? Like how, how I'm sure some were, I, I, I hadn't really checked in with what many of like the men's team players were, but I'd imagine they would say that cause there isn't, there wouldn't be a single U S men's player who would say, uh, like considering like our stature and like to our respective like leagues, um, they're better. The women are better than us. Yeah. They're historically the like the best. They're a powerhouse, yeah. uh, and we are also on our way there. But we haven't won. We we haven't brought home the the trophies like we need to. But, is that true? The U.S. men's team is on its way to being relevant. I think in the next eight years, yeah, we'll see. We'll see a more and more competitive U.S. team. I mean, we already have like the. I think the biggest thing that a lot of you know uh, fans have talked about or just observers is most other nations. Mexico, Argentina, whatever the you know more traditional powers uh, have players that are playing in Europe. They're not just playing in their own domestic league; like they're playing at the highest level in Europe. So that only now elevates like the overall skill and talent of the team. Now I know that people say like MLS is a is a fine league too. Yeah, it is to a certain extent, but then there is a talent gap where it's not just about gumption. And you kind of need people who are week in, week out playing alongside like the best players to, you know, put our right. team, put our team. Why am I saying that? Like I support the men's national team, but, but to put, put the hey, U.S. Brother, men's team. USA, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know me. I got it tatted on my eyelids. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I think, and now you're seeing just more and more with like players who have multiple nationality eligibility who are like, you know, growing up in Europe or playing in other places, you know, joining the U.S. men's team. It, it's overall and just overall the quality is getting better in the u.s too so it's yeah it's all in the book soccernomics but overall this is like if the i just pulled a random men's tennis player Love who, it. whose name i know if jack sock made more money than uh serena williams it's like the do you know who yeah. jack sock is no Exactly. I mean, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, <laughs> he peaked at, <laughs> no, peaked at number eight in singles uh, rankings. So he was oh, that's like number relevant. eight. Jack Sox number eight. He peaked at number oh, eight miles at number, in okay. 2017. He's currently uh, coming in at a nice. Uh, let me see here. I think 141. Right uh, in the nation. 148. I mean, sorry. And you know, like most settlements that happen with a gigantic entity when you're going through collective bargaining negotiations. This settlement is about a third of what the players were asking for initially. Sure. They're asking for like 60 something million. Mm. Um, and so that's definitely, it falls short of that. But I think in general, you know, Megan Rapino, who has, you know, been one of the more visible people in this campaign is just still felt like, you know what, it's still a pretty monumental win. Um, but we need to see where the co- collective bargaining agreement goes first. Got it. So, um, and finally, people are, this is like a cycle that happens every once in a while on uh, social media where people find out, oh, this person has famous uh, relatives or uh, this one started out in a funny way uh, because somebody tweeted, just found out the woman who played Lucille 2 in Arrested Development is, uh, had famous parents. They're speaking, of course, of Liza Minnelli, whose, whose <laughs> mother is Judy Garland and whose father is uh, a filmmaker <laughs> named Vincente Minnelli, uh, who made like a bunch Lucille of too. <laughs> um, but then there, there, so then there's a bunch of 
you know, people following up, making fun of that, being like, just found out Jesus was a nepotism baby. Mm. Crazy. Um, Don't talk about that enough. But there, there's some that like I did. So they, there's one that has four pictures. All right. Drew Barrymore, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kristen Stewart, and Elizabeth Olsen. Now okay. Drew Barrymore, his father, famous actor, infamous, like complete monster. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother was like also a uh, famous actor in horror films. So like there's that lines right up. But so Kristen Stewart's parents are definitely like in the industry for sure. But it, it feels a little, I don't know. It's probably even more beneficial because her parents are like movie and TV producers and stage Wait, her dad's Tony Curtis, isn't he? Wait, or, really? Or isn't she, it, for Jamie, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis's father is Tony Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever that That's, is. Um, but oh, okay. no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what somebody else was like uh yeah, pointing yeah, out. That later. Maude Apatow's uh mother is uh Leslie Mann and father is a director like that they had <laughs> never heard of. Um which I thought was pretty funny. But anyways, uh so Kristen Stewart, I guess, has like the same sort of thing as Timothy Chalamet, where it's like industry people who definitely probably helped their career along. Um, Elizabeth Olsen is a weird one because it's her older sisters were the ones who. Yeah, I guess it's like saying like Ashley Simpson. Right. Also, would it because of, because of her older sister? Because right. Jessica got on, then that means that it makes it easier. I get that. Like it definitely. Definitely helps. That's, that's the thing. I mean, like nepotism works in so many ways. It's not just like parent actor, kid actor, nepotism. It can be parent uh, producer of like middling TV shows. Uh, and, you know, that also can be a huge, uh, you know, uh, it helps. It helps lessen the obstacles to basically get in front of the people that are decision makers, because that's really the biggest thing with like Hollywood shit is like, how quickly can you get your bullshit in front of a decision maker? If right. you're on the street, it's probably going to be hard uh, to get your script in front of somebody. Oh, your parent is already has is a is a rep at UTA or is repped by CAA. You have now you can one two skip a few. Ninety nine. I'm a celebrity, um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's not like like Elizabeth Olsen is actually a better actor than her sisters. Right. So yeah. I'm not like really mad at that. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm fucking mad. Like, the, what are we mad at exactly? Yeah, I'm not I'm not mad. I just think it's interesting to think of somebody whose older sisters are like the nepotism thing. Um, right, right, right. Also, like with nepotism, probably based on the people I know who have famous uh, parents, like Drew, Drew Barrymore, you know, the, the fact that she survived that shit is pretty, pretty incredible. Right. Um, anyways, those are the things that are trending on this 222222. We are back tomorrow with a whole ass episode of the show. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Uh, get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Don't do nothing about white supremacy. And we will talk to y'all yeah. tomorrow. Bye. Bye.